And the scope of the site permit review is detailed in a memo from Director O'Riordan, which I referenced earlier, that was issued in March to all permit services staff. The legislation as proposed codifies that existing criteria, which is in AB 32 and the memo from Director O'Riordan in the building code, which we believe could impede DBI's ability with our ongoing streamlining efforts because the legislative process, uh, the legislative process, process to amend the building code is lengthy and the process to change an administrative bulletin on the other hand is a little more agile but still does require the BICS review and is through a public process involving the code advisory committee. Next slide please. So that's my presentation. I'll turn it over to Jeff but just a reminder about what your possible action is today. You will be making a recommendation to the land use committee of the board of supervisors. You can make a recommendation of approval. You can make a recommendation of disapproval of the ordinance, approval of the ordinance or disapproval of the ordinance. And whether or not you make a recommendation of approval or disapproval, you can suggest any number of amendments to the proposed ordinance, but it would be up to the legislation sponsor, supervisor SAFIE, whether or not to accept those proposed changes. And Jeff. Thank you, Carl. Uh, I'm going to keep my comments brief. Um, we were here before you um, speaking on this item before, so I don't want to be redundant. Um, but I do want to recognize that the CAC did, did meet on May 24th. Uh, President Pito, as well as uh, Commissioner Summer, uh, were present during those discussions. Um, I believe the discussions went on for more than an hour. Um, it, I was present as well. It was very uh, it was an excellent discussion about the different aspects of the legislation. And I think they agreed with, with um, our office in that there was a reason to retain these elements within the code. And we wanted project sponsors to be able to get the certainty of having items within the code. Uh, at that time, we asked um, and the CIC provided, I think, a list of very specific changes that we could put within the legislation. We're still reviewing um, those recommendations, but I think in general, they kind of meet the spirit of what we're trying to achieve with our site permit legislation, which is to essentially retain the site permit as a preliminary and conceptual approval by the city. It is not intended, nor was it ever intended to be a construction document. It's simply preliminary approval that allows you to get a certain amount of vesting uh, so that you can then go on and complete your more detailed drawings during the addendum phase as Carl outlined in his presentation. So to us um, as the sponsor, we think it's important to be able to retain those elements within the code. Um, and we are happy that the CAC agreed with those uh, with that point of view. Um, I think the one question we had that I think would be helpful to hear the um, building inspection commission's point of view on is the question of uh, having an accessible path, path of travel from public transit to the building entrance, which you know may work for some buildings, but the path of travel to public transit may be more extensive um, if a building is further away from public transit. Um, what we understood from that discussion, or at least what I retained from it, was just a, a desire to basically respond to um, the accessibility concerns around the entranceway and the slope um, that could be in the public realm and how that interacts with the entrance uh, to the building um, or the entrances, I should say. 
And so we thought that was an interesting idea. Um, we've had further discussions with DPW, um, who I think had raised um, some concerns about transitioning, what could be lost uh, when transitioning um, from a more detailed analysis during um, you know, the site permit process to something that's more conceptual. Um, and so we've had those discussions. Uh, we're likely to take language that DPW has that I think would also outline some of the uh, issues in the public realm that are out there, including vaults, uh, including the issue I men mentioned about uh, sloping to the entranceway. Um, and I think they may have had one other issue that um, that I can't recall at the moment. But again, our goal I think is to to take input. Um, particularly input that is um, aligned with our desire to keep these documents preliminary and to keep the approval process as uh, as quick as possible with also ensuring that the addendum process can address, I think, the more detailed uh, questions that your plan reviewers will have. So with that, um, I'm here to answer any questions if you have them, but I really appreciate your time uh, and I appreciate the CIC's effort uh, in putting forward the recommendations. Thank you. Um, next, we're going to have public comment. Um, I just wanted to ask through the chair if we um, wanted to public comment is 3 minutes. We want to limit it to 2 minutes because there's, I think there's only a couple of people here in person, but there appears to be about 8 people on the, on the call. But maybe they all don't want to speak. Um, it's what, few, what's our time limit? Uh, 2 minutes or 3 minutes. What's our time limit? In uh, we are in the room until 5 PM. Okay. I think 2 minutes seems reasonable. Okay. So we'll have uh, two minutes per person for public comment. Good afternoon, my name is Jerry Drattler. I'm in favor of separating the site permit from the building permit and I support simultaneous processing of the site permits. However, the proposed legislation is ambiguous there is a section in the proposed legislation that outlines the required contents of the site permit application. And there is a section of the proposed legislation that discusses the scope of the site permit review. This section, the second section, um, says the objective of, of the review is preliminary conceptualance of schematic designs and proposed construction, but it never defines the scope of the preliminary review. And it goes on to say the review is limited and never defines the limits. There are statements like, sure, there are not major issues that need resolution, but it never defines what the major issues that should be avoided. The Code Advisory Committee recommendation five is to replace the phrase meets minimum standards with, quote, is generally consistent with code requirements. Their proposed change is understandable. I would do the same thing. If there are no minimum standards, they have no choice but to water down the legislation. I think the city attorney and the BIC can and should do a better job. If there are administrative bulletins that outline the site permit review process, please reference them in the proposed legislation along with minimum standards. I will be submitting a 150 word summary of my presentation for the meeting minutes. Thank you. Next member. 
Hi, good afternoon. I'm Georgia Shudish. I sent an email to you all uh, about the issue of the demo calcs. I called into the CAC on May 24th, and I was the only person that did call in, and I raised the issue of the demo calcs being on these plans, these, these site plans, um, and the, the, the consensus was it's a planning issue. Well, if you're going to have simultaneous review, I think you need these demo calcs there, and I'll say why. Because the demo calcs for many projects are uh, critical for planning department review. They need them, particularly when, say, there's a vertical expansion. And I have seen for years where the planners have to pull teeth to get either demo calcs from a project sponsor or get the correct demo calcs. And I think it is a building issue. Uh, it's pretty clear. I think professionals should know how to do it when they submit their plans. That's why they go to school. I mean, I don't mean to be snarky, but it seems like it's a very straightforward thing for planners to do. It's in the code. There's a code implementation document from uh, the planning department that's been, it's been around for years that explains it. It's in the code. And then a few years ago, uh, the enforcement women did this great handout for DBI. And it's in there. So I think that that should be in there. It's a two way street. Everybody wants everything to be faster, but the project sponsors need to do their part and submit the correct demo calcs at the beginning to speed up the process. And they also, with the new SUD in the central neighborhoods, they should submit that information right away. It shouldn't have to be waited for. And I think it would help this whole process that everybody wants to do here, which makes a lot of sense for everybody. Thank you very much for the special meeting. Okay, thank you. Next person. Good afternoon. Tony Sanchez, Korea. Um, I'm a member of the Code Advisory Committee. Uh, thank you for the commission to hear us. Um, it, is, uh, I, it is my opinion that uh, we should have these amendments in the building code uh, because the reason we got here is that the uh, site permit was undefined in the code, and because we have outlined it and to say what those requirements are, um, the department will not slip back to requiring, you know, each individual plan checker the ability to make up their own rules. And so, it's my opinion that uh, um, the having the amendment in the uh, adopted into the code will streamline the process and have the other departments uh, uh, come along and also participate in that same um, uh, manner as to streamline it. Thank you very much. And we'll do uh, public comment uh, remotely at this time. Caller, you're unmuted. Can you hear us? Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes. And you can, this is Ali have, from... I'm sorry, you'll have two minutes and you can state your name if you would like. Okay, this is Avi. I'm from Chinatown Community Development Center. Um, I was shocked to hear that the Building Inspection Commission 
is considering this legislation that was just introduced April 4th and not consider the devastating cuts made to the CEOP and SRO collaborative. These programs provide essential services by working with tenants and landlords to fix code compliance issues and help improve habitability for families and SROs. They also provide linguistically and culturally appropriate tenant outreach uh, services. By going into buildings and working directly with tenants, our organizers save time and resources for DBI inspectors. By zeroing in on these programs in the DBI budget, it leaves thousands of families unable to access these essential services. We urge the commission to have a special meeting about the cuts and restore the cuts to these essential services. Thank you. I'd like to ask a question. Are the callers supposed to speak to the agenda items or can they speak to anything? Um, we were we were discussing that at the time because we don't know what people are going to say until they say it. But just for any other callers that are, are in the queue, this um, this special meeting is um, specifically for the site permit reform legislation. So if you can speak to that item uh, next week on the 21st is the regular building inspection commission meeting. And then at that time, you can, we'll have general public comment where you can speak then. Question to city attorney then. So what do we do if somebody starts speaking about something off topic? Deputy city attorney, Peter Millions, you can um, instruct them to limit their comments to the item that's on the agenda today. Okay. Okay, caller, you're unmuted, and are you here to speak regarding the site permit reform legislation? Oh, caller, are you are you available? Hello, can you hear us? Okay, then just go to the next caller. Okay, then there are um, there does not appear to be any further public comment. So we'll go to commissioner comments. So I'd like to start off by um, asking a couple of questions of director Reardon on the recommendations from the CAC. Um, in particular, uh, the n number 5, where they uh, recommend striking line 22 with generally consistent with code requirements. Um, the, the question that I have is that the language that's being introduced is more ambiguous than the one that's already there. So I wanted to get your feedback, Director Reardon. Um, sure, uh, thanks for the uh, question, President Vito. Item number five uh, causes me a little bit of concern because uh, minimum code standards is, is the language of the building code and when I see something that states generally consistent with code requirements, it kind of strikes me as being, well, close enough. So, um, I, I mean, I would suggest respectfully that we stay with the, the, the language of the code, which does speak to minimum standards. I would agree with that. In fact, I was a little surprised that the CAC actually agreed to this to, as a recommendation, because to me, this is a little bit counter to what the CAC's um, committee is supposed to serve is, is one is I think one of the things that they're doing is clarifying the code as as per the name of their committee is the code advisory committee. Um, question on number two, does anybody else on the on the commission have a question about that before I move on to another topic? I do. It's 
the concern that was brought up regarding um, the specific language on what is required for site permitting, um, I, I didn't see it. I, I mean, it's in the administrative bulletin. Is that language going to be moved into this ordinance? That's sort of the question part of this whole meeting. Yeah. So without that, you don't have you don't really have a guide. You just have sort of this very vague language. Like typically, when you work in a city and you're getting your entitlements, you, it's, uh, move your microphone. I'm sorry. Move it closer. Oh, you. and you're working on entitlements. It's like. Oh, I have to have my fire egress and I have my checklist of like the things that have to be included in my plan submittal in order to achieve entitlements. And we're not seeing that here. And so that does kind of concern me that there is like a murkiness and there isn't there isn't that sort of clarity in the ordinance. Yeah, and I don't think that the ordinance that um, Supervisor Safai or any ordinance can speak to all the details that would be, you know, required of a planning submittal that's sort of that's part of the operations that we would defer to dbi so we can't look at this ordinance as a catch-all for everything because i don't think that that's what this ordinance is serving agree but then we need it needs to be referring to some document that is dictating what those uh minimum requirements are because it, everyone sort of can define um schematic design a little bit differently. I mean, I, I'm sure you've encountered that. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with you. So, so what would you suggest, Commissioner Newman? I, I think that there just needs to be something that points to that administrative bulletin. Can you please tell me what number that is? 32? It is AB a, 32. Okay. Yeah. So you would like that to be referenced to 32 then? Yeah, so that there is some guidance that is part of the ordinance that is laying out what those requirements are that we have decided um, meet, meet the threshold of schematic design or mm -hmm. well this you know because every i mean i'm fine with that i'm fine with that but i would rather just say like this meets the minimum code requirements per the current you know uh code or something like that, but why would we, I guess I don't understand why would we reference 32? Well, I mean, at the point of, well, and maybe I'm missing something here, but my understanding is that the, the point of this is to essentially sort of spell out a little bit uh, what it takes for us to get to that site permit piece, right? Mm -hmm. um, some of that is the concurrent review. Um, there's these additional things that we've been asked to add to that checklist of things, but there isn't clear guidance on what, except for AB 32, on what those items are that get you to um, the threshold for site permit. Then would you say meets minimum code requirements instead of um, generally consistent code requirements or meets minimum standards? So that might be a, a better way to clarify it. Sorry. No. no. Requirements, the minimum code requirements, would the language in that dictate it's the thresholds? Oh, sorry. Would the minimum requirements language and the code requirements, would that dictate the thresholds that we have to meet? 
Yeah, I, I think so, Commissioner. And AB 32 does have an outline too of the requirements that uh, pertain to site permits. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it has been a reference document for us over the years and it's been a reference for us in, in how we went about generating the memo that was issued to staff um, that, that detailed, you know, what they needed to review in their review of site permits. So would you re rephrase that with would 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 better clarity in that in number five be meets minimum code requirements as outlined in AB thirty two, uh, Director Reardon? Yeah, um, yes, I think that's right as outlined in in Administrative Bulletin thirty two. Is that sufficient for you, Commissioner Newman? Yes, I I think it provides a clearer guide as a like as a builder. Architect developer okay. on what is needed to get to your entitlement or site permit. Okay. Commissioner Summer. Is it customary to have the code referencing administrative bulletins? Usually there is a hierarchy, just like in a set of drawings of what references what. Is it I don't you know what I mean? This is going to be something that the we're, the we're recommending would be in the ordinance, which would reference the bulletin. Sure, but I'm saying. Is it a thing to do that or are we suggesting something that's not normal course? Well, we don't have this in the code yet. Uh, so I, I guess maybe the conversation is more along the lines of how. You know how we get to where we are with the conversation regarding what how we develop the code. So I think what you're asking for is if this is codified, it's referenced something that's less restrictive. It's referencing something that's. If this is codified, if this language is codified and it says meet minimum requirements as outlined for AB 32, it's referencing a bulletin that's less restrictive than the code and and, and some and somewhat counter. Potentially, or it's referencing a an administrative bulletin, yeah, which is not written in code language yeah. per se. It's more casual. It's more mm -hmm. usually. I mean, and I, I, I'm not totally knowledgeable. That's why I was more posing it as a question than a statement. Oh, perhaps. <laughs> I would just say, I mean, our expectation as the author is that you will likely have to revise your administrative bulletin to, I think. Um, reflect the changes that are now going to be put into the code. Mm -hmm. So, putting re making a reference to the administrative bulletin, I would defer to your your city attorney on this, but I don't know that it's necessary because it's ultimately just a direction to staff to take the code and you know show how to implement it. Um, so, we assume that that is going to be something that happens after you know if and when the legislation is passed and turned into law. Deputy City Attorney Peter Millianich, I'll just say generally that the code controls. Um, so to the extent that the administrative bulletin is is not consistent with it, I'm making a bit of a generalization, but it, it would either need to be amended or DBI would need to in interpret its requirements in a way that comported with the code requirements. Um, the, co the building code does sometimes cite to specific administrative bulletins. In fact, this ordinance does cite to other administrative bulletins itself. So it is a, a a way that we describe the or characterize the the hierarchy and the and the permitting requirements um, in the building code. Can you say uh, that last part again? What, what did you What did you say? References AB. The the code okay. does reference administrative bulletins, okay. um, 
particular administrative bulletins. Okay. Um, in, and I just made the point that, in fact, this ordinance itself um, references a number of administrative bulletins, not AP 32, but others. Um, so it is an option for you to, to recommend that modification to the ordinance. Um, but okay. again, it may not be necessary for the reasons that Mr. Buckley mentioned, um, and certainly uh, the department would need to comply with the requirements of the code and the and the uh, current administrative bulletin as well, whether it's cited here or not. So what I'm hearing is that if we added that language referencing AB 32, it would, it's not deviating from what's already practiced, and secondly, it's not circular. the The reference isn't circular, or is it? No, I don't believe the reference is circular. The only concern would be um, if there are inconsistencies between the code and administrative bulletin 32, that there may be some confusion created for permit applicants if there are inconsistencies there. Understood, but if there is inconsistencies, then the code would prevail. Generally, yes, the code okay. would prevail. All right. So if we included meets minimum code requirements as outlined in AB 32. Is that acceptable to you, Director Rudin? Is that, is that something that we? Yeah. Okay. Um, the other recommendation the CAC made was travel from public tra transit to the building entrance. And I'm a little surprised by that because it extends the scope of a project beyond the property line. Um, and I'm speaking from um, generally larger projects that I've entitled, but you know, that scope actually creates a lot of uh, that that creates a lot of scope creep in the public right away. I mean, generally speaking, you're responsible um, uh, to the property line or getting your occupants to the right of way. And some cities will require that you know the um, the right of way, the sidewalk, and sometimes the streets or um, or uh, street lights. Um, that are adjacent to your project and henceforth serving your project should be part of your project, but that's all part of a negotiation between public works and the applicant. And so I, I, I think that this is sort of reaching beyond the, the project boundaries. And I don't think that I, I would not recommend this to, um, to be included as part of a, a, a modification or addition to this ordinance. I agree. Okay. Uh, any other comments from I mean, I think in general, this is uh, we want to. These are things that are negotiable between public works and the applicant. But saying from the from public transit, that could be what, fifty feet or five miles away. So, I, I would just generally recommend that be stricken from the recommendation. Um, question: do, Is there any other questions on the CAC recommendations from the the commission that they want to that they want to field either to um, you know, uh, Carl, Jeff Buckley, or even Tony, who's here representing the public and also the CAC. I had a question regarding the first one concurrent review of site permits. Is this the same concern or the same item addressed with? I forgot what they phrased it as. The development form. review permit, where they look at concurrent or parallel review with all departments. Because there is a statement amendment one from the from dbi that there is a says that this i think it's suggesting the same thing is that is that true am i understanding that correctly 
in that section 106A.3.4.2 site permit, there are, the word after is used two times. The site permit shall be issued by the building official after the planning department completes its review. Is that the is that which the, part are you taken? referencing? This one right here? No, one before that. Oh, amendment one require concurrent right. review. Yeah, I think that's the same. I think the only problem that I had with this, which I which I communicated to Jeff Buckley and Supervisor Supervisor Safai is that. I don't, I think the language of saying the concurrent review occurs after the planning department completes it, I think doesn't necessarily encourages a, a, a more expedient review of the project. I mean, the concurrent should, review should be happening at the same time with planning review. It's not that planning review. And I think the, the concern that people have is planning is going to make uh, a large, uh, may make changes that would have to uh, that would unwind what other departments have reviewed. So I understand that, but if somebody is designing to code or to the local ordinance or zoning, what are they really unwinding? And, and I guess this speaks more to the planning commission's ability to apply their discretion to a project when something's actually meeting local zoning ordinance and, and local building code. So why would they, I mean, can they do that? And I think they do, right? A little out of my depth, but yes, I, I think you're right, Commissioner. So the, to me, that sort of runs counterintuitive why you have a, you know, a zoning code, planning code, a building code. If somebody is designing to code, their expectation is that, you know, notwithstanding the things that they have to address from any commission that's aesthetic, um, but if, if they're, if they're dealing with those kinds of things, that's quite different. But if they're if their project is being reviewed by technical review, whether that's the building department, public works, the fire department, those are technical reviews. And if their project is in compliance with the code, then I'm not sure what that would be unwound with that, except you know certain things that happen around building entrances that, that you know the exterior facade or design would affect or aesthetic would affect those things that would might have to be re-reviewed right right commissioner and that's or president Beto, and that was the intent of staff's recommended amendment is while planning does their review public works dbi planning as well could do the technical review for the site permit at the same time okay so the intent is for for those technical for that technical review to happen concurrently, not necessarily say, okay, planning has stamped this approved, then we move on. Exactly right. Because to me, that's just what we're doing right now. Exactly right. As the system is now, planning reviews first, and then everyone else reviews after. So we've recommended in the amendment the concurrent review to your to your question, Commissioner Summer, and if I'm recalling the CAC's discussion correctly, they did support. Um, they did support that suggestion as well. So could we take out the word completes in the amendment one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I think that has to be concurrent review the site permit application while the planning department um, complete. Oh, I guess it, you could read it both while, while the planning department reviews its entitlement or con and concurrent issue. I think that just needs to, I think I understand what you're trying to achieve with that, but I think it could be interpreted that planning department has to complete its review before the other departments start their concurrent review. So I think that needs to be amended. 
so that it's more clear. Does that help, uh, Commissioner Summer? Yes, I was just confirming that those two sentiments were in agreement. Yeah, and I, I went off on another tangent, sorry. But I think my tangent was sort of valid as all. Any other any other thoughts or questions from the commission? Um, question to uh, to to Jeff Buckley, if he would like to approach the. Uh, question to is does does, does Commissioner Safai intend to adopt these changes and 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 what's the next steps for Commissioner Safai? I mean, not Commissioner uh, Supervisor Safai. Apologize. Yeah, so our, our next step is to go to the land use committee after the BIC has has uh, made its judgment and its recommendations. We are then off to the land use committee of the Board of Supervisors, which we expect to occur in July, hopefully uh, on in early July. Um, so as far as the amendments go, I think we're inclined to agree. Um, I think we want to look at, at number two, but I think we agree that the idea that it exceeds the uh, exterior of the property and go could potentially go far down into the public realm seems kind of away from what we were trying to attempt to do with uh, keeping it as a preliminary approval and a conceptual approval. Um, I think we're inclined to uh, provide the slope protection act checklist, which was uh, recommended uh, by, I believe it was Deputy Director Pereira, who raised the issue uh, during the CAC and the CAC adopted it. Uh, I believe we're inclined to support uh, number four. Uh, as for number five, I think this discussion has been very helpful in terms of the difference between generally consistent with code requirements. I, I can't at, the, at this moment recall the reason that the CAC uh, went with that language instead of minimum standards, but I think Director O'Riordan's point is an excellent one. So that seems like one we would likely uh, take. I think the question of concurrent review has been a, a matter of uh, debate and discussion, which is should the planning department, um, which then you know, subsequent may need to go to the planning commission, which could create an alteration to the to the plans. Would that affect it? Should you allow planning to basically go? More directly, or should there be a more concurrent review earlier on in the submission process? Um, so I think we would be, I'd want to take that to some of our stakeholders, but I think that's certainly something we would consider given the impact it would have on the building department. Um, so we would certainly listen to that uh, very carefully because your, your department is ultimately the one doing the work and would be responsible for doing some of the revisions if there were revisions that needed to be done. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think. Logically, or at least from my experience, the project, when it's going through the cycles of technical review, it's also going through cycles of planning review. And it's through that planning review that the staff is making, you know, um, is, is developing their comments and getting feedback and, and uh, requesting of the applicant the necessary changes that they anticipate. And it's from all of that, that comment, whether that's, and that's a, over a course of several months, sometimes a year, that the applicant will um, endeavor to um, complete the technical um, review and also the planning review comments. And at some point, the staff is ready to put their report together in support of the project when it finally goes to the commission. So I don't think that San Francisco does that any differently, but you know, um, hopefully it's, it's through that process that they're also understanding you know, how the planning commission might respond to certain project types, so. 
I hope there's some level of predictability of that going forward. I would say that's a value that we share, which is trying to standardize and streamline the process. So if that's a recommendation that you see that would streamline it, we'd certainly take it under strong advisement. Okay. Yeah. Are there any other comments or questions from the commission of either, um, I'm sorry, their policy person in DBI, <laughs> Carl? I know your name, but I don't know exact your exact title. I apologize. Or of uh, Jeff Buckley. Uh, I just once again want to uh, you know uh, pass on my appreciation for you taking the time hearing this as a special. I think the CAC meeting was really helpful. And lastly, Carl fields a lot of questions from us and constituent issues, so we really appreciate Carl's work. Um, so I just want to also recognize that beyond just doing the legislative uh, review, he's dealing with a lot of constituent issues that we throw his way. So we're appreciative. All right. Um, I'm ready to make a motion if the commission is ready. Um, in general, I, I support what Safai is doing in terms of trying to codify something that can't be, you know, that, that holds the department's, you know, feet to the fire. But I think that... Um, it also uh, warrants a lot of consideration and um, amendments based on the feedback from the CAC and also from DBI. There's a lot of work that has been, that's transpired both with, with Supervisor Safai's team, but also I'd like to recognize the work that's been done by DBI and the planning department with respect to their um, development review permit process. Um, the motion I'd like to make is that as this as this ordinance advances to uh, the trans land and transportation committee and also the board of supervisors that it considers the amendments that um, the, the the code advisory has made minus number two which expands the travel uh, the travel accessible path to public transit I'd like to strike that. And also amend number five to say meets minimum code standards as outlined in AB 32. And then to uh, uh, look to DBI to revise amendment number one of the site permit, which basically I think that the word completes needs to be revised so that it reads much more clearly that the concurrent review is happening at the same time, both between all these other departments with the planning department. Does that, I know that's a lengthy motion, but I didn't know how else to put it shortly. Does that sound right? Do we hit it, all the points? If you, if you could clarify, so your bullshit is to, is to recommend this uh, legislation with, and to clarify about number two, you said, item two. Yeah, sorry, uh, Deputy City Attorney Peter Millions again, just to make sure we have um, a handle on exactly what the motion is. It's to recommend approval with modifications. No, it's not necessarily to recommend approval or disapproval. It's just recommending that these, um, it's that as this is, as this ordinance advances, because it advances whether the BIC approves or disapproves. Is that correct? That's correct. The, the, the so the BIC doesn't have to approve or disapprove this ordinance. So the only motion that I'd like to make is that as it advances to these other, um, to the Board of Supervisors and um, the Transportation and Land Use Committee, that they look at the recommendations that we've made per item number two, number five, and amendment number one from DBI. And does that include amendment number two from DBI or no? Strikes in the word. 
Strikes no, CAC. It strikes number. It strikes number two from CAC. Amends number five, and amends DBI's amendment number one. And what about DBI's amendment number two? Not the CAC's amendment number two. Um, we don't. I don't believe we had any comments about amendment number two. But we we would rec we would recommend um, uh, including both amendment number one and number two uh, along with number one three four and with the revised language of number five from the CAC. Is that more clear? I will be asking you again <laughs> <laughs> before I type it up. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's the motion. Is there a second for this motion? Seconded. Okay, so I'll do a roll call vote. Um, President Beto? Yes. Vice President Tam? Yes. Um, Commissioner Newman? We're not approving or actually voting. Yes. Uh, we, okay. We're voting that these amendments and revisions that we've talked about are included in the ordinance. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Commissioner Summer? Yes. And Commissioner Shaddix. Yes. Okay, so that motion carries unanimously. Okay, any other questions or comments? Okay. None here for me. You look like you have a question. I, I do. I'm wondering <laughs> um, what the thought behind not recommending is. Because I think there's a lot of changes that have to be made yet, so I'm not comfortable saying that we're we're approving it. I think we're making recommendations to include these changes, but I'm not. I don't want to take a position that I approve or disapprove of it. I think there's some things that I think that have merit in it, but I think that with the changes that we're we're asking of the ordinance to be adopted, I don't. I'm not comfortable personally approving or disproving the ordinance. So then, will this be coming back to us once? No, no. Okay. The the only requirement is that it has to be okay. heard before the building inspection commission. Okay. We'll they just get follow up information on. Okay, got it. Yeah. Just another clarification. If I may weigh in, and under the code, the the VIC's duty here is to make a recommendation to the board of supervisors, either to approve or to disapprove, or to approve with modifications or to disapprove with modifications. It sounds to me like you're recommending that it, you know, the board approve the legislation only as modified, um, as you've indicated in your motion. Well, I clarified that you with you earlier that we didn't have to take a position on that either way, but we could just make the recommendations. Yes, that's right. So the the BIC is not taking an, an approval or disapproval action on the legislation itself. It's simply a recommendation to the board of supervisors. Um, to to do one or the other. That's my That's position. Nice. That's what I made the motion on. Yes. Great. Thank you for that clarification. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. There's no further comments. Then next item is adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Okay. We are now adjourned. It's 4.43 p.m. You got it.